Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And this is Two Covers. One book. So today we're finishing up The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. But before we get into that, how's the weather up your way? Did you get as much snow as they thought you were going to get? I don't know how many inches I got because I haven't looked outside yet, but it's probably at least like three or four inches, maybe. Yeah. My power did go out for like an hour, but Ooh. it is back. Hopefully it'll stay on. That's good. I have three blankets on me right now in case, just in case I get cold. I think we've probably got around three to five inches here. Yeah. Maybe it's starting to sleep now. Mm-hmm. Friday. My heat went out and I had maintenance come and fix it. They fixed it. It was good. It worked. And then yesterday I was sitting in my living room and all of a sudden I hear my heater start humming, but no air blowing out. So it went out again. Oh man. And I had to call emergency maintenance and they're like, yeah, we can't fix it, but I can bring you like a portable heater. And I'm like, oh, yay. Okay. Getting ready to snow. Yeah, so he comes, he brings it, and it's this fancy little thing. Like it's there's a tube that's hooked up to my window, blowing out the window. Oh, so it's like a it's it's like like, a window AC, but it's a heater. heater. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. I've never seen anything like it. It was pretty cool, and it's working real good. I also have like a small heater upstairs Mm -hmm. that's blowing into like the bedrooms and bathrooms to try and keep it warmer up here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how my snow days are going, trying to keep warm with heaters. <laughs> Fun time. Will you get to work from home tomorrow? Yeah. There's not a ton I can do, but I mean, we can work on something at home. I know I'm supposed to go on a business trip this week, not an overnight trip. We're just commuting somewhere new each day, but we'll see how that goes with the weather being the way it is. Yeah. I'm glad that we're allowed to work from home because I would not be able to leave. Yeah. So what are you reading right now? I just finished Hook. Oh, yes. That Captain Hook book you were talking about. Or Hooked. There's a CD on it. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those where the villain ends up getting the girl in the end. There was a phrase in the book and it was just like, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it was something along the lines of, I realized that villains have feelings too, Mm. and that we can still love them. And I'm just like, "Mm, I love that. I love that so much because yes, the villains do have feelings and most of the time they are the purest, even if they are a little evil at times. There's a book that I like that I haven't read the second one in the series too yet. I don't want to say the name because the fact that the villain is not actually the villain is a huge spoiler, but I read it last year and it was a good book. I really want to read the second one to it, but I have not bought it yet. I'm reading three books because I'm always reading more than one. <laughs> My ebook that I'm currently reading is called The Reading List by Sarah Nisha mm-hmm. Adams. Best book that I've read this year. Mm-hmm. I want to buy it. I am currently reading it a five out of five. Dang. I know. You rarely rate anything a five. On Goodreads, you have to rate in whole stars. Sometimes I'll write something a 4.5 and round up, but it's Mm -hmm. not a true five. And I would just like, if I had to pick a side that it was leaning towards, that's where I'm leaning towards. But this one is a true five. It is about, there's this reading list that keeps getting passed around from different characters. And it's Mm -hmm. just a list of books 
that are supposed to help you if you need it. And um, it has Pride and Prejudice on it. It has To Kill a Mockingbird, Ooh, Rebecca, book. a lot of classics. It's just yeah. a book of class, uh, a list of classics, but it is so good. Ooh, that sounds really good. I highly recommend when I finish it, I will mm-hmm. buy it. And then I will probably reread that. Nice. I'm also still reading My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry by Frederick Backman. It's really good. It's really sad. So I only read it in like small portions. It's not sad to most people, but like I'm sensitive. So it's sad to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's fine. And then um, <laughs> Reckless Girls, which came out this year. It is by Rachel Hawkins. Really good. It's like a thriller mystery. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm not far in it either, but I do like it. So I will finish that one definitely very soon I haven't decided what I wanted to read next but yeah so that's all that's going on with me I did something that I told myself I wasn't going to do and ended up buying another book on Amazon last night which book it's a manga the first volume for the promised neverland oh my gosh because me and one of my friends are currently watching the anime right now are you in season one or season two she just finished season one. I'm about halfway through season two. Okay. I have not. I watched the first three episodes of season two and then I just kind of like got out of a TV mood. So I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start season two over, yeah. but I'll probably end up reading it before I do that. Mm-hmm. Well, all the reviews that I've read said that season two was awful as really? far as like manga to anime conversion. Oh, yeah. So I'm really wanting to read it because I think it's only like 15 volumes. So that really won't take long to read. I will probably start reading some more comics soon after I get kind of into a reading slump and I want to still read, yeah. but I don't want to read a lot because those yeah. don't take me long. Right. Anyways. Um, let's get into this last part of the book. Let's guess our ratings before we start. Do you want to guess mine first? Sure. Are you, what are you rating in Whole, quarter, or half stars? Halves. I want to say you gave it a solid two. I gave it a 2.5. Oh, okay. I know. I I was going to drop it down, but on Goodreads, I rated it a two, though, because you have to rate in whole stars. It was not good enough for a three. Yes. I'm going to say you rated it a three. I did. Okay. I figured yours dropped. It did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mine was was really going to drop. But I don't know. It was already, my rating was already low and I didn't feel like Mm -hmm. the plot or not the plot, but the moral of the story deserved a lower rating, even though the book was not good in my opinion. Yeah. If I rated in quarter stars, I would have given it a Mm 2.75, but I don't know. The quarter stars gets confusing after a while. So I just gave it a three. Sometimes I'll write in quarter stars if I really feel like it has to be. I don't know. I feel like this book started off pretty strong and then it just, the ending was just a disappointment. I started off with a 3.5 and then last time it dropped down to a 2.5 and it stayed at a 2.5. So it dropped a whole star for me, but I came in thinking I was going to rate it like like at least a 3.5, maybe 4. Like Mm -hmm. I thought I had high hopes for this book and it let me down so hard. Yeah. I think I started out with what a 4.5. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. So it dropped a star and a half for me. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can get into it into why it dropped so low. Well, okay. So we started off with chapter 49, which was why want another universe if this one has dogs? Yes. This life. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I love dogs. I think they are the best, except chihuahuas and don't come at me. I just. That's my favorite dog. I hate them. They're so cute. (laughs) Don't come for me, but no, I I can't. They're little ankle biters that yap at everything. (laughs) I don't know. The love interest, I guess, in this life, Dylan, he gave me major golden retriever energy. No, and I, I hated it. He was so boring. Okay, he he was a little boring, but golden retriever, like when that's a people describe certain guys as golden retrievers, those are my favorite kinds of guys. I love them. I'm a big fan of the himbo. <laughs> he was boring though. He wasn't a good himbo. He was just boring. He was boring. I did not care about this life at all. I thought this entire life was boring. I was like, why am I reading about this? I honestly I don't care. Yeah. And that is really all I have to say about the dog with the life of dogs. It lasted for a little bit. Like it lasted chapters. for a few chapters. Yeah, at least two. I don't see the point in why he included that. Mm-mm. Like, I mean, if I wanted to go all English teacher and break this book down, I could find a point, but the book is not deep enough for that, even though it pretends to be. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. It pretends to be a lot deeper than it actually is. Yeah, it's. That is why I, this could have been a novel that wasn't super deep, could have been a self-help book, you know, that has its audience. We would not have ever read it because that's not, we're not those people. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually read a self-help book. So yeah. I don't think I have either. (laughs) I listened to a podcast that tried out self-help books, but that is as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Yeah, this life was it was boring. And then the next life where she had a vineyard. Also, yeah. same opinion. This life is yep. boring. I don't care. Yes. What was the point of that life? Like it honestly seems like filler. I mean, it kind of was. I guess I can kind of see the point of it because now she's starting exploring lives that it wasn't a serious regret that she had in her last life. It's just like, oh, let's see what all possibilities there could have been. Like, without trying to think of anything, it's just like, if I had made one random decision at this point. This bottle of wine sounds really cool. Can I live that life? It's not that it, I get why the author wanted to explore that, but why did he not just include that in the many lives of Nora Seed or make them one chapter each? And mm-hmm. just had it kind of sped up a little bit. Yeah, it just kind of dragged. Which talking about the many lives of Nora Seed, I wanted to skip that chapter so bad. In one life, she only ate toast. In one life, she went to Oxford. In one life, she was a single parent to a baby. In one life, in one life, in one life. It just kept repeating. I was like, this is so boring. Yeah. I, I mean, she did come to a very important realization in that one and that where she went you know you didn't you didn't have to enjoy every aspect of each life to keep having the option of experiencing Mm -hmm. them yeah so she you know she's kind of realizing what Hugo said as far as hey 
I'm just jumping from life to life now. She realized she can do that instead of it having to actually mean something. Why couldn't it have been shorter though? It was so long. And one life she was a cat sitter and one life a volunteer at a homeless shelter and one life she was sleeping on her only friend's sofa, blah, blah, blah. It just kept going on and on. I understand wanting to include these things, but speed it up. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he managed to do this, but this book was so drawn out, should have been shorter, but he somehow managed to make the ending too short and rushed. (laughs) I have no idea how he did that. That's a talent. It is. There was one part in the many lives of Nora Speed that made me laugh really hard. And that's when she met up with Hugo again. And they're like talking. And then all of a sudden it turns deep and he's just like, peace out. (laughs) I feel like he should have had more time in this chapter. We we met Hugo. He explained this whole universe to us. Mm -hmm. This book could have been so many things and it could have went so many different ways but it went like the one way I did not want it to it could have been more of a sci-fi or a fantasy where it really went into how the universe works and how afterlife works and he could have been more present and or it could have been more of a self-help book but it like it tries to mix so many things and it doesn't capture just, any of them the right way. It just falls flat. It does. It does fall flat. I hate that we started off with a book that neither of us liked, but I am glad we didn't start off with a book that one of us loved and the other one hated. Yes, but I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of glad we started off with one that we didn't like because this one is one that we both really, really wanted to read. And it had been so hyped up. And so we actually read it, like we actually finished it. Mm-hmm. And if we had known anything about what it was really about, we probably wouldn't have ever read it. It sounds like it could be really cool. Mm-hmm. It just did not hit any of the marks I needed it to for me but to like it. But even if you had picked it up, you still would have went, got maybe halfway through and been like, yeah, I'm not finishing this. Yeah, no, I would not have finished it. I would have dropped it. For sure. I would never have finished this book. It's definitely the worst book that I've read this year. Mm-hmm. At least we finished it. We At least we finished it. The reason it didn't drop any lower for me is when she had the life with Ash. Yes. That saved the ending. Okay. Yes. I her want to talk about that one a little daughter. bit more. Yes. So Ash was the guy that, you know, in her root life found the dead cat and didn't he ask her out like ask her out I think it was before the cat like one time he had asked her out for coffee before the cat I know it had been mentioned a couple times but I couldn't remember exactly where it was that he asked her but yeah so he had asked her out and she's just like I wonder if I would have been happy with him and so it goes into this whole life she's married she has a daughter which Using the kid to play a game to ask questions that was and smart. figure out what's going on was so smart. Yes. So kudos to her for that. Honestly, I really enjoyed, I really did. This was my favorite life that she's been in. For sure. Because it was just so normal, but also so close to her root life that it was like, she could have really actually lived this life. It's yeah. not a stretch of the imagination. And she was happy. She had a husband that adored her. She had 
a little girl that was just adorable. And it started to get to where she wanted to stay in that life because she started having memories of the Nora in that life start popping up and everything. And so I'm glad she didn't stay. Yeah. I'm glad she lived that and saw that, but at the same time, I'm glad she didn't stay in it because that would have really just disappointed me for the ending. So it's like, oh, hey, I really do actually regret my original life. Let me pick this one that's basically made up. Yeah. And I'm like, that just kind of defeats the purpose of it. So it does. Yeah. If, if she had stayed there, I would have been like, well, why did I read this book? What was this even about? Yeah. That would have been very disappointing, but I am glad that she left it, even though I felt so bad when she did, because it's just like, I know she wanted to stay so hard. I know she tried, she really tried and it just didn't work. And then she gets back to the library and everything's on fire. And I just love that she got to see how much of an impact she actually made in her real life. Yes. Which this book is definitely a super cliche. Yes. It gets to the point where she's back in the library. It starts, time starts moving again. Everything's on fire. And she's like, oh, I don't want to die. I actually want to live. And I'm like, well, I knew that was coming. Because that's the way it always goes. You know, all these. Yes. Trying to be insensitive here. But most people who try to commit suicide right after they do whatever they do unless it's like an instantaneous death are just like oh no I I actually want to live I don't really want to die so you know that's pretty true to real life and I get like this is for people who are depressed kind of and that them reading that would probably make them realize that they don't want to die maybe or think about it a little bit more clearly before they tried anything which like the purpose of when I, if I was a teenager, when I read this book, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's the thing. And I'm pretty sure it's actually mentioned in this book too. Nora had situational depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stated that like when she went through all these many different lives, there were some of them that she was not depressed. And like, I'm pretty sure it's actually. I'm pretty sure it does say that there were somewhere she was happy, somewhere she wasn't. Yeah, she has situational, which makes a little bit more sense because someone that has full on depression probably wouldn't look at everything the same way that she did in this book. At the same time, I really did not like that she had situational depression because to me, it kind of, because originally, it really was coming off to me that she had depression. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't just situational. So it feels like this book was, it gets better. You're not going to stay depressed one day. You can, you can be happy too. And yeah, you can be happy too and still have depression. Like it doesn't affect you every day once you get a handle on it. But the fact that they made the point to say that there are some lives where she's not depressed like she is happy Mm -hmm. kind of lost me a little bit yeah it kind of drives home the point that they're making as far as there are some situations that you know it'll get better yeah you're not going to stay depressed because your life is going to get better right there's nothing wrong with that I just feel like it leaves out a lot of people who 
don't have situational depression because she right. it really read as she didn't because every right. life she was so upset mm-hmm. up until that last bit where it went through all the many different lives yeah it did really read as full depression mm-hmm. and not situational and then it just kind of changed course yeah this is like the book for teenagers maybe <laughs> the younger people are tar- are the target audience yeah. And I'm still, I mean, we're still young, but we're not teenagers anymore. Right. And we've grown and learned lessons of our own that don't necessarily fit in with this. Yeah. We, you know, we've grown, we're adults, we have more life experience now. And you realize that things aren't always sunshine and butterflies, but you can still, even when there's bad days, you know, you can still find something good even if you right. have depression, there are still good things you can find. Yeah. This, this is really geared towards teenagers, which I mean, it is YA. And it's fine. It's totally fine. We're just, we're not the audience and yeah. that is perfectly fine um, to not like a book that you're not targeted for. I don't necessarily think it's like an amazing book. I think if it wasn't as hyped up, I would never have said this was a bad book, but the because people made it so popular yeah. I don't think it deserves the hype that it's received. Yeah. It was a bit it was a bit of a disappointment. I really thought that this was going to be amazing. Yeah. One of my friends bought it yesterday and she's like, I'm gonna read it and so I can read along with your podcast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I hope you like it more than we do. Or actually I hope you don't like it. Because if you do like it and we're just trash it, then yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I would feel so bad if someone was like, this is my favorite book and it helped me through a lot of hard times. And we're over here just like, this good for sucks. you. I'm so glad it helped you. Yeah. I, it just didn't help us. <laughs> didn't help us. But that different people need different things. Exactly. Um, and I mean, there's going to come a point where we read a book that I'm going to absolutely love and you're going to hate. Oh, for sure. Especially when we start getting into the fantasy that have romance in it. Exactly. And there's going to be books that you absolutely love that I absolutely hate. And that's where we get more into like (laughs) the the horror and thriller sections where I'm scared to death reading. And this is why we are the two covers in the one book because we are two completely different sides. We read similar things we like similar things, but we some but we also go completely different directions. Yes. A lot so, of the times. I mean, it was interesting that the first book we picked, we pretty much had the exact same opinion on. Yes. I I thought we would be in different boats, um, the first book. Or I thought we would both like it, but one of us would just like it better than the other ones. But no, we both just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did give it a higher rating than you, but yeah. I'm more than a higher rating. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's okay. At least it's done now. We finished it. It's done. There's just not a lot to say about the ending of it. I just think this book was very predictable. Um, It was very formulaic for what you assume, like for what it is about overcoming depression and like moving on and being happy one day. It fits the standard formula Mm -hmm. for that kind of book. It kind of makes me want to read 13 Reasons Why. I love that That book. one was so hyped up. And I'm like, I kind of want to compare. The Have you never read it? How it? No, 
I've watched the TV series, but I haven't actually read it. I have the book. I just haven't read it yet. I do not have the book, but I never watched the, I watched the first season. It didn't really match the book to me. I preferred the book by far, Mm -hmm. but I loved the book when I read it. I was in high school. My opinion might change right now, Yeah, but I loved the book. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Like I said, I'd, I'd really like to compare just how both books handle similar situations, mm-hmm. which, which I know it's not exactly the same because yeah. that one's yeah. more, you know, after what happened after or what happens before she kills herself that led her to that point where in this book, it's more let's see what could change to make you not want to kill yourself right so not really the same but kind of similar I think that when books take advantage of killing off characters by suicide they are way deeper than books that have characters that over decide they don't want to die yeah because that one can be triggering yes but it it just means so much more Mm -hmm. in my opinion it's okay to have characters that don't do the thing that you want them to do because it always teaches a lesson and in that Mm -hmm. one you can see the lesson a little bit more yeah it's just so much more powerful I think yeah I don't know if you've read many John Green books, but (laughs) Looking for Alaska. (laughs) Looking for Alaska is my favorite John Green book. That's the one John Green book that I started reading. (laughs) I got to the point where she died. I threw the book and never finished it. I actually threw the book across the room because I was so upset. I loved that book. It was so good to me. And you hated it. That was so funny. (laughs) I got so mad. I understand kind of why he did it. I understand that it made the storyline richer, but I hated it. And I've never finished it. I have yet to pick it back up and finish it. The cover is torn where I threw it. That's so funny. When I was in high school, we read that in class. And our teacher made us come up with discussion questions. Oh, no. She picked mine. And mine was, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was basically, do you think she needed to die? And I was a strong believer that if she if he had not killed her off that book would have meant absolutely nothing to me Mm -hmm. it would not have done anything it would have just been a waste of time to read and so every a lot of people in my class were like no she did not deserve to die she did not need to die and I was like then what point was the book yeah I loved that book and that is when I was way more depressed than I am now Mm mm-hmm like my mental health is way better, but that is the kind of book that I wanted to read. Not this, like you want to see the pain. It just helps. It just, I don't know. Something about it was just really therapeutic for me to read. And I loved it. 
but that was me as a teenager. Maybe the Midnight Library would not have done it for me as a teenager. Because she left. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It would have been too perky for you in your teenage years. For sure. Yeah, I don't know if this book ever would have been it. I don't think I've ever been the target audience for this book. That's okay. That is perfectly okay. I think I might have enjoyed it when I was like 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. But eh, I don't know. I feel it was kind of overhyped. It was overhyped for sure. But really, I I didn't necessarily think that it, I don't think it's written terribly. Like I like a lot of the characters. It does mm-hmm. do a good job of like the brother where you see more of his like the reasons he does things which yeah. is nice because a lot of times it doesn't really yeah and I liked that but I do still stand by I don't think your trauma is an excuse for the most part yes. I did like the fact that he came for her in the hospital I do like, like that. as soon as he heard the voicemail and then got the call that she was in the hospital he dropped everything and came to find her yes and that was kind of like the turnaround point in their relationship and they actually started working through their issues I liked that about him I do change my opinion on him I don't hate his character anymore I do like him I understand I do get it but and now Nora just started feeling so empty to me so like a insert yourself here character yeah that I'm not as much on her side now and I am more willing to see the other characters for what they are I still don't like Mm -hmm. Brad or whatever his name was Mm -hmm. Ben Brad Dan Dan (laughs) if you if you put them together (laughs) put the Ben and the Brad (laughs) really you only needed listen (laughs) it was close enough then there was the her friend that went to Australia like she started messaging her again and I'm like well that's can I say that I hate that that I'm sorry I just I saw your message but I didn't want to respond so late at night okay sure I hated that because if she did just see the message and she didn't want to respond super late at night I feel like it was one of it was one of the reasons Nora decided to kill herself I feel like Izzy was a very superficial friend. I mean, because they haven't talked in a while. And there's nothing wrong with outgrowing your friends and not needing them in your life anymore. People grow, people change. Mm-hmm. You're not exactly. always going to be friends to the same people that you are. Yes. And that's okay. Been there, done that. It, it happens. I don't like that she was one of the reasons that Nora decided to do it. And I don't like that she just hadn't seen her message. And it wasn't like, I don't know. It was just... It wasn't done the way I wanted to. The whole book was not done the way I wanted it to be done, but that's not anything I can change. Okay. And I'm kind of looking for it, but correct me if I'm wrong. The kid that she was teaching piano lessons to. Yep. Wasn't it her, the kid's mom that called Nora and said that they had to cancel lessons? Yep. So why in the end was Nora calling her being like? Oh, I don't think she called her in the end, did she? And I could have been reading it wrong because 
I was reading through it so fast, but it almost seemed like it was Nora's fault that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Originally, it was Nora's fault because she wasn't there, and that's why she canceled. Um, I see you're saying. And then the mom calls her and is like, can we do piano lessons again? Yeah, because it's like, um, she answers the phone. She's like, oh, Doreen, can I just apologize about missing the lesson the other day? Well, I'm not going to go into all the reasons, but I will say that I'll never be in this situation again. I promise in the future, should you want to continue with Leo's piano lessons, I'll be where I'm meant to be. It, like, it's reading like it was Nora's fault that they missed it not Doreen calling and saying oh Leo's not going to be taking piano lessons anymore I think all of Nora's reasons the ending makes light of all of them like it's like see things actually were not what you like it's not what you thought they just they were going to still do the piano lessons she was just mad if you just given her time to cool off or Mm -hmm. Izzy saw the message but if you just given her time to respond or like it just was like all of her reasons for wanting to kill herself were not valid anymore in the ending yeah which don't get me wrong you shouldn't validate people like you shouldn't give them reasons to want to kill themselves but she made a decision I feel like it should be more about supporting her and there was no mention about her mental health I'm fine I don't want to kill myself anymore there was no okay well you should still go to therapy and work through things just in case and I really hated that yes even if it is situational it doesn't just go away you wanted to kill yourself she tried to kill herself she didn't just want to she actually tried it she did kill herself and just decided to come back like even if it's situational it's not that easy Mm -mm. it should have there should have been more into it yeah I agree with you on the fact that this whole book was just very drug out and then the end was so rushed that you yeah. just didn't get any satisfaction from it. How long was this book even? 288 pages. It wasn't even 300 pages, but it was somehow way too long. This should have been yes. a short story not a short story yes. like a shorter story like 100 pages to 200 pages yes they could have shortened the amount of lives that she went through yep or just shorten the time that she was in each of them we did not need five chapters of dog walker boy no yeah we did i honest i get some of the chapters but i also did not care that much it did things in such a bad way like i still think it made it seem like she was the reason her dad died and that is just yeah. victim blamey, I felt like. It kind of was. Kind of, but it? like like not super, but like kind of. It wasn't it wasn't for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it a huge fan of it. Um but, but I hope everyone agrees with this. I really don't want to crap on someone's favorite book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hey, if you're listening and you don't agree with us and think that we are absolutely wrong and are just hating on this book for no reason, we're glad you enjoy it. Yeah. We really are. Um, and we hope you didn't, we didn't ruin your opinions of the book. Yeah. I mean, like I said, every book is different. Everybody's going to have different opinions. 
we really just weren't the target audience for this book. And if you feel like you are and it's helped you, that is wonderful. We are glad something could help. That's all you want out of a book is to feel represented. Yep. Yeah. Like whenever I read a book, I'm always looking for ways that I can see myself in the characters Mm -hmm. and we just couldn't see ourselves in these characters in the way they were written. So yeah, not necessarily a bad thing, just not for us. Yep. It was an interesting read. I'll give it that. There were some parts that I really enjoyed of the book. Yeah. I, it wasn't bad the entire way through. It just was not, Mm -hmm. you know, what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like everything, just take us with a grain of salt. Yes. We can be a little harsh in our opinion sometimes. It's yes. Who we are as people. And luckily the next book we will be reading will be one that we know we like somewhat. Yes. Yes. Because we haven't really talked about it yet, but we are going to be doing a monthly episode that is posted on the first of every month no matter what day it is, going through our favorite series. And the first one we're doing is the first book of the Bridgerton series. The Duke and I, which personally is my least favorite out of the series, but I'm still very excited to go over it because regardless of one thing that happens, I enjoyed the book and I'm going to enjoy rewatching the show. Was this really your least favorite out of all of them? If I think about it, I don't think how any of them could be worse because of the one that one particular. It really just ruins it for me. But I do love this couple. They are not my least favorite couple. Right. If you excluded that one scene, it would not be my least favorite. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah. before our next episode, I think I'm going to try and remember how I rated all of them. So we can yes. see how that changes as we read through them. Yes. I'm going to see if I can find any list that I wrote down or typed out to you. Yes. Hopefully we will find something. Maybe. Or just memory-based, maybe. I'll just figure it out. I think after like reading through the summaries of each ones, we can get a pretty good idea of which, which ones we liked best to least. I think I have my top three, the rest of them we placed. Right. So, so that's going to be exciting. February 1st. Yes. And when we start in with our weekly episodes again, which are posted every Sunday, we're going to be reading blackout which is by multiple authors. And this is in honor of Black History Month in February. It is an anthology series. Mm -hmm. And it's just different stories with different Black characters by different Black authors. And we are very excited to read this. So we are reading pages 1 through 122. The Mm -hmm. last chapter we're going to be reading is called The Long Walk, Act and it is by Tiffany B. Jackson. Yes. As for Bridgerton, we will be reading the entire book because we're going to span each book out over an episode. Mm-hmm. It's pretty short. It's a pretty fast read too because there's not there's not really a lot to think about. It's just fun. Yes, we'll mainly be discussing 
that book and then the series. Comparing it to the TV series adaption. And we've already read all of the books and we've already watched the show at least once before. But it'll <laughs> at be... least two or three times before. <laughs> I have only watched it once, but <laughs> I know you watched it way more than I have. It's such a good show to binge. It is a good binge. Especially show. after you've watched it, you like really don't have to pay attention to it. And you can only look up when it's your favorite parts. I believe there are eight books in this series. Yes. It'll be a while before we do it. I don't think we're going to go through the ninth book, are we? No. The second epilogues. Personally, I'm not super interested in the second epilogues. I tried. I tried to read them and it just was not for me. I liked the one for Anthony's book, but that was about it. I don't really need an after when it ends with a happily ever after, you know, unless I'm super in love with the characters. And I really enjoyed these books, Mm -hmm. but that's not my favorite genre. It, they were just super easy reads. Um, I don't think I, I would never would have picked them up if I hadn't watched the Bridgerton show. So yeah, it's not something I would consider a favorite, even though I did really enjoy it. I think it was really the whole gossip thing that really drawed you I in. I love Gossip that's Girl. Just, it's fun. I love Gossip Girl <laughs> with a passion. So it was, that was the main thing. And then the show was good. Yeah. And this series is basically just, a mix-up of Gossip Girl and Pride and Prejudice. Yes, which I have never read Pride and Prejudice, but I will. Mm -hmm. Really? It's a good one. I really enjoy that book. It it does have a lot of the old English language in it, so you kind of have to think Mm -hmm. while you're reading it, but maybe I'll watch it first and then read the book or listen to the audiobook so I can really picture everything because I do not know a lot about older time periods yeah now there are multiple versions of pride and prejudice the 2005 version is my personal mm-hmm. favorite with um who's that actress hang on let me look it up Kira knightley yeah the 2005 version has Kira knightley and matthew mcfadden 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 i'm not sure how you say his last name the 2005 version of pride and prejudice is my absolute favorite because the guy that plays uh darcy is a dreamboat and the tension just the whole stoic tension that he has throughout the entire series and he's so awkward it's adorable like he tries to confess his love and he insults his her entire family oh, have fun they're awful people but you know what I don't care about that I still love you and she just kind of blows him off after that and I'm like, <laughs> it's hilarious so yes highly recommend that well I will um look for it. It'll be easy to find. <laughs> yes. I show it on TV a lot. I believe it. Well, we hope you've enjoyed everything that we've had to say, whether you agree with it or not. We hope it was at least entertaining. And we hope you come back for the next episode when we go over Bridgerton, because that is one that we both really, really enjoy. So we'll probably have a lot to talk about with it. So much. Yes. So join us February 1st. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.